Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Today is, uh, I'm recording this on June 15th, episode is episode 208. And today I interview Mears Dinkins from Almost Amusing. They are the company that makes my pins and um, enamel pins. And they do amazing work, and she's a really amazing artist in her own right, her her own personal work I'm a big fan of. Um, the cover for this episode is a portrait she did of me, which I think is probably the most hilarious portrait I've ever, ever uh, seen of myself. Um, anyway, she's awesome. Really fun talking to her, and um, yeah, so we've been talking about having her come on the show for a long time. And we finally did it. So, if you hear noise in the background, my neighbors sounds like the, their kids are having a pool party or something. So there's kids yelling, but just so you know. Anyway, um, before we get to the interview, let's see what's been going on with me. You know, I've still been organizing my studio. I got a new chair. I put casters on a few things so things roll around my studio i'm trying to get everything up off the floor um i finally accepted that i'm probably not going to leave this room for a long time my studio and it's pretty small like 11 feet by 11 feet so i really just decided to get everything get as much floor space as possible just maximize my space and uh really kind of having fun doing that so that's what I've been doing the last week, really, um, painting here and there. I'm getting ready to paint for my Capro show. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but it's called Chaos. And um, it's kind of ironic and a weird synchronicity that I'm getting organized, really seriously organized for the first time in my life, getting ready for a show I'm going to paint called Chaos. Did I mention that last time? I mentioned it in my uh, Patreon post. I just thought that was so weird because it didn't occur to me until halfway through I was organizing, like going crazy organizing. I bought one of those little label makers and everything. It's been my, my big goal in life. So anyway, I'm just pretty much done with that. I'm waiting for a few things to arrive. I have a new chair because my chair was dying and uh, a couple other things. And then I'm going to be really just ready to go. And... Um, also, there's a dog snoring in the background. It's baby girl. If you hear snoring, that's what it is. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Book is on the final, 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 final draft. Literally, this uh, I just spoke to the graphic designer. This is if she did, does all the corrections that we made, this will be it, and then it'll be ready to go to print. Haven't gotten the quotes yet which I'm nervous about, but, um, for getting them printed, the cost of printing, but it's happening. It's happening. You're going to, you won't have to listen to me complain about it anymore. Hopefully, you know, within I'm saying worst case scenario, I'm not going to say a date, but, uh, I think the worst case scenario is it might take a couple months to print. Um, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. This is the hard part. And um, yeah, that's it. So other than that, 
just painting studies for my chaos show. Um, I have a whole new round. I've been selling them. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> as well. Um, to help you know finance my life. So uh, from the I think the from the the there's only four left from the first round. Out of I don't know how many I I made a lot, uh, fifteen or something. And those, if you if you are interested in purchasing them or any of my work really that I'm doing or any new releases, you could join my Patreon for just a dollar a month. Patrons get the first opportunity to buy all my new stuff. Um, so that's Patreon.com/slash/ChetZar. And oh, I was gonna say something else. Um, I forgot. Anyway, I'm doing another round of studies. I, I have to, you know, figure all these paintings out. I'm really, tr again, trying to be organized and efficient because the, the show's October 9th. Oh, I know the other thing. Um, we don't mention it until later in the show, but uh, there is going to be a new pin release from Almost Amusing of uh, my Ego Death, new editions of the Ego Death pin, and that should be dropping Friday. Think, I'm not sure what time. Almost Amusing is going to be dropping theirs Friday. I'm going to be dropping mine Thursday on my Patreon, which is what I always do. I do it like a day before the public gets them. So uh, if you want to join my Patreon, patreon.com slash chetzar, and get a first opportunity to get a pin that will probably sell out pretty quick. Look, They look really awesome, these new editions. they got uh, different designs, different graphics. Anyway... Okay, that's that. Let me see. I think there's only one new subscriber to our Patreon this month. Yes, Charles McSorley. Thank you, Charles McSorley, for supporting the podcast. We appreciate it, and you make the podcast happen. If you want to join, if you haven't joined yet, it's only a dollar a month. It's so cheap. And then you get a day. Um, not only do you support the podcast, which is really the important thing, but you also get the podcast a day early. And you get other benefits like little um, uh, art, little galleries of guests that have been on the show and Patreon. And you get into the um, darkartsociety.com. You get a custom a profile. You can put all your work in, and, and uh, it's got a private part of it. And um, oh, yeah, the Facebook group where all the action happens. You get entry into the Facebook private Facebook group. It's great. Totally worth it. I'm telling you, totally worth it. And the thing about Patreon, this goes for my Patreon or any Patreon, is you can just cancel it if you don't like it after you pay a dollar. It's really easy to cancel. Or you could pause your membership if it's going to be like, oh, I got a couple months I can't afford to, to pay. You just pause it. It's really easy to use and uh, really helps things out. So I guess that's it. Um, yeah, nothing new to report. Except that I have this great interview with Mears here, and um, let's do it. Oh, synesthesia word of the week. Let me think. Mm. How about, uh, well, I don't know, Miriam. Mears is, is short for Miriam, and so uh, let's see. Miriam is like, uh, kind of like Mary. And for those of you who have been keeping track, Mary, the, the name Mary tastes like a, a hot dog. But not just any hot dog, 
a cold hot dog taken out of the fridge and just eaten like that. It's weird. I got synesthesia. Gastrolexical th- synesthesia. For those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, so that's it. All right. Um, yeah, okay. Here we go with the interview, and I hope you like it. Hello, Mears. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Not much. Just, um, you know, doing a lot of studio organization and, and um, getting ready to paint for my next show. Awesome. Getting ready for our pin release on yes. Friday. Yes. It's Friday, right? This Friday? Yes. This okay. Friday. Excellent. This I haven't Friday. even I haven't promoted it. I haven't I haven't even had a chance to promote it yet. I'll do that today. And people were just, people in the my group were like, Is this a they're posting pictures because you guys promoted it on almost amusing. <laughs> is this a is this a fake? You know, it was like is yeah, this a, yeah. and I was like, Oh no, 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 it's legit. But uh it's cool that they look at my my uh support base looks out for me like that you know what i mean but definitely i need to stay on top of it because it's like you know i I need to promote it anyway yeah it's gonna be awesome i can't wait yeah it's gonna be tight came out really good from what i see thank you yeah i'm glad you're stoked about it it turned out very cool all your all your your stuff is so awesome for people don't know uh, almost amusing um I have I basically do all my pins through them, and Mears always does the graphic design. I I can just send her the image. We decide on a, on a painting to do a, to do a pin of, and then she lays it out in Illustrator and chooses the colors and and the and your graphic design is so awesome. It's so good. They're always amazing. They're always they're so good. I, I'm every every pin I've gotten from you guys is so excellent. Thank you so much. I really love doing them. It's a very, very fun thing for me. Like it's, yeah, I just, I really enjoy the challenge of uh, the limitations Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, there are limitations to it. So I really love to challenge that and just be like, how far can I push the boundaries on these? And I, it's just really fun for me. So I, I do put a lot of like love and excitement into those. Yeah. You must, you must, you must like tedious things. I yeah. like tedious. I like tedious. I like detail and tedious. Yeah. I like getting in that zone. But but um, you know, vector art is very like tedious, and you got to like moving points around. It's really different than just kind of hand drawing, which is. But it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's really fun. It is definitely like it's definitely a different kind of program. I actually do use a tablet and I I do draw with it, but then I do go in and edit the points. So I don't just do like the pen tool. Oh, really? Okay. That is yeah, because that is very tedious if you're just doing the pen tool. So I do actually use the tablet to draw the shapes, and then I you know go in and edit. So okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you you've always been really a great drafts person. You know, like you're you're a uh, you know, I, I always go back to your paper bag paintings and drawings because they're so <laughs> yes. awesome. It was such I a, loved those. Was, I loved doing those. It was such a cool idea. But, you know, you, you those were just hand-painted, hand-drawn. I mean, you're always really great at that. So it's cool Thank that you're you. able to translate that into vector art. You know, I kind of wish yeah. I could do it myself because I sometimes I see things. It's like that would be a cool vector art for a, for a T-shirt or something. But... I don't know Illustrator well enough. I know the basics of how it works, but you know, like I can't connect a 
a, a shape. Yeah. I can't connect the two ends. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. like, I'm sure I could learn it, but I, don't yeah. know, I, got, I got plenty to do. Yeah, no, always. Yeah, it's always, you know, and it is, it's the same thing. There's so many things I'd like to learn too, so many other programs, but it's like, that's a whole nother thing to learn that you've got to put a lot of time into yeah. because when I do want to learn something, I want to learn it the right way. So then it's right. like, that's like a year worth of learning and I've got a lot of other stuff going on now. So it's like, that kind of is a bummer sometimes, you know, cause you're like, I wish I could learn this I right know. now. I but, know. Right. Yeah. Like 3d printing. And there's so many yes. different things. I just can't, yes. it's like, uh, it's, it's at, at this point, it's like I just—it's easier to kind of farm stuff out if you if you yeah. want to do something if you have the money to do it. But um, yeah, anyway, I, aside from I mean your technical proficiency at, at the graphic design and stuff, I mean I've always loved your uh, your aesthetic. Your aesthetic is really unique, you know. You, Thank you, you. And it's and it's really different from what I do, and it's so it's like I really appreciate you being able to use these insane colors and like this kind of crazy like crazy everything's crazy everything you do is in like kind of insane like crazy clowns like it's all funny too which i really appreciate the humor and all the stuff you do um yeah love i mean uh uh uh, uh, you you've since you've been doing this the pin business though it's been pretty successful but i'm imagining that's taking away from your fine art time it is, and that has been actually something that my soul has been screaming for, yeah, like to do something with my hands, you know. And like, and I actually have several woodcuts that are started that I want to finish, and I actually have a new one that I am just so excited about that I'm am gonna do this summer. I'm just gonna do it. Like, yeah. I'm just starting to try to organize my time better so that I can just, you know, because like we are always always busy. You know, the the business does take up pretty much seven days a week, but. Mm-hmm. If I organize my time better, I could push in a little more. So I want to try to get – it's two woodcuts that I want to do this summer that are – you know, it's the same, but they're facing – you know, they're mirrored. And I want to do those um, before Halloween. So I really want to try to get back into painting a little bit because, yeah, yeah I, I miss it a lot. Yeah. Like doing hands-on. Because I love digital, but there's just something way – you know, it's obviously it's way more intimate when you're doing something with your hands. Right, so, yeah. The whole tactile thing is is the thing I love about it where you can just feel – yeah, feeling a brush go to a, a board. Yes. I and and I am like, I'm a huge digital fan. I I was doing digital in the late '90s, and I was completely hooked in it. And I I uh, I miss I miss digital, really, because yeah. it's like I was so into animating and, and doing all this crazy stuff in After Effects. But awesome. you know, you got to sort of like pick where your focus is going to be, or otherwise you end up just scattered. Um, yeah, you know. But but it's you know it's 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 uh panned out like the pin company's doing well right yeah it's going great it's i mean i love doing it it's people people really resonate with it they really enjoy it you know and i just really i just wanted to do something like you know because back when i was a teenager i always wanted to have all these cool accessories because you know that's what it's all about when Mm -hmm. you find your plan you're like hey look we both look like the same kind of weirdos right right and you know and so i was just like thinking of all these cool things that didn't exist back then so i just wanted to make stuff that i wished was around back then yeah like when i was a teenager so i could be like check me out look how cool i look you know <laughs> <Yeah>. so, like, <laughs> so that's kind of like where my like head is when i'm making this stuff i'm just like ooh, teenage me would be like check this out right exactly yeah (laughs) i'm the same way with the paint my paintings it's like i'm making stuff i want to see for 
you know, first and foremost, like, or stuff that's fun to make, but also what I want to see. And um, I do think back to, you know, when I, when I was a kid, would I have liked this when I was a kid? And, I, yes. and it's like, yes, I would have liked it. Definitely. Yes. Yes. I think that is like a big part of like, you know, obviously it's a big part of all of us as artists is to, you know, it's like, you're still very connected to that part of yourself. Like, right. You yeah. Know, yeah. That your child, your inner child just doesn't die when you're doing stuff like that because you're like, you're like, Ooh, like, you know, I sometimes even still get down on the floor and like lay on my stomach to draw like I did as a kid, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I'm like in my forties now, yeah. <laughs> I still do that sometimes, you know, yep, yep. like, so I feel like that keeps you young, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it does. I think it does. Uh, I mean that's why I always have I always have the TV on when I paint, with yeah. the, but it's like now it's documentaries and stuff. But um, you know I I know I get that habit from that's how I did it when I was a kid. I was by myself, and I was put the TV on and I was drawing, you know, just for fun. And it was like it's just I, I still feel so just or you know listening to music as well. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's definitely like takes you back to a. a comfortable time when you were just happy and not worried about anything <laughs> yes it does and it's, oh, it's so perfect just create <laughs> just yeah just creating for because it's fun really yeah. you know um so okay let's let's before we get too far into it uh we met how did we meet i mean i know the first time i met you in person was at the when you invited me to your school to teach right yes but yep. how did we do you remember how we met before that was yeah. it just online or yeah, we met online actually. Uh, I actually bought a painting from uh, Jeremy Fish. Oh yeah! Uh, wow. Yes, How long ago was this? Paintings. This was a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. So like, I I found one of his paintings in a store in Los Angeles that sold like rock and roll clothes to like hairband guys, you know. <laughs> and they had all this crazy art on the wall, and I saw his stuff, and I was like, oh my god, that's so sick! So I bought one of the pieces, but I had to find him online first to. Cause I couldn't buy it like straight up back then mm -hmm. I had to payments. So I, you know, and I, uh, reached out to him and then through him, I found you and I was just like, Oh my God. Like when I found your stuff and I just was like, I, it was just amazing to me. So yeah. And then I friended you and we just slowly started chatting that way, like through Facebook and then, yeah. And then the, the, the class happened. Yeah. That was how long ago. Do you remember what year that was around? It, the workshop was in 2012. Twelve, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Sure, I think I have the, I have the flyer here somewhere. Actually. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I, I found it in one of my books. You have to, if you see it, you don't have to look for it. But if you see it, send me a picture of oh, it. Oh, it's be, actually right here. Oh, I do okay. Have, let's see, and it has the stamp on it because the school approved it. <laughs> the stamp. On, oh, let's see. Do you have 2012? Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Here. You got to send me a picture of that for my for, yes. my, for my archives. Um, uh, yeah, that uh, it's not showing up. Oh, there we go. Oh. I say cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll it's, send you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that was a uh, that was a trip. I think that was I think that was the first time I ever traveled by myself to teach a class at a school. Wow. Yeah. That's and it, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of exciting for me. Uh, I remember, was, I remember walking up that, <laughs> that big hill. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like, my hotel was right, right down the, <laughs> right yes, down the hill. Yeah. And it was like that steep Uphill. ass hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the oh, school? 
Um, it's the Academy of Art University, and it was the illustration building, which was right up Powell Street, which was where, yeah, where we had to trek up. And I was like, oh, my God, because you had that suitcase and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, like, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. And that was actually also like a... Uh, In San Francisco, by the way, too. Yes. yes and I- it was also a groundbreaking, actually, workshop for the school, too, because... I remember I told everybody, I was like, oh, my God, I want to have Chet Sarkom teach this painting class here. And all the teachers were like, you know, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but there's no way they're going to they're not going to they don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I was like, I'm going to it's going to happen. I was like, trust me. I was like, it's going to happen. And they were just like, OK, whatever. But then when it did happen, they were like, that's awesome. They were like, you kept sticking with it. And, it, you know, it happened. But I think it was also because I was just like, listen, you know, I just kept going and I was like showing your work and I was like, look at this stuff. It's so cool. And I was like, I know a lot of people here would like this to happen. And I guess enough students were interested that they were like, yeah, let's do it. You uh, know, like, cool. And so I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was like a big deal, like for the school too to do that. And uh, so, oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was fun. That was great. So yeah, that was sort of like where we really, you know, got to know each other. And, yeah. and then, uh, um, you know, we've just kept in touch over the years. I asked you to be in the conjoined 666 show, um, awesome. you know, which you made an awesome piece for, uh, and uh, just been a, a fan of watching you, you know, because I was seeing your work from that time and just watching it develop over the years. Uh, it was really cool. I always, you know, I, I think I said back then I, I loved what you were doing. I, I definitely loved your style, and it's like, you know, I think you were kind of early, early in on a kind of a, a style and a vibe that's sort of gotten more popular now. Just with your the overall yeah. aesthetic of your, like, you know, your ads and stuff with Hulk Hogan and all that stuff, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Cracks you. Yes, me up. You're a big supporter, and that's always meant a lot to me because, yeah, because I, I definitely always had like something, you know, w- weird going on uh, back then <laughs> with that stuff. It always and made me laugh. It always made me laugh. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, yeah, that's a big part of it for me. I like it to be like very funny and like totally bizarro. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, and kids actually really like it a lot. Right. Yeah. They like it a lot. Their parents often do not like it as much. Um, I don't think it, but I, I see it's like I, um, you know, I show my granddaughters your stuff and almost awesome. amusing stuff and then they love it. And, but I feel comfortable showing them. It's like you don't, to me, it doesn't cross a line where I would feel uncomfortable. It's like it's it's it pushes pushes the edge of weirdness and insanity, yes. but it doesn't like go to a point where oh, I don't want to I wouldn't want to show the kids or anything. So uh, yeah, that's a big deal actually. So I really appreciate you saying that because I really love it that kids love yeah. love our stuff, you know. And I because kids are so they're so honest when they tell you yep. they like something, <laughs> they're like that's for real. When they're like telling you that's cool, then you're like right on yeah that's, that's right you know <laughs> it's so true i like kids to to be into it so that's why i and i just think of the stuff i liked as a kid you know like peewee's playhouse all of that yeah. stuff. it was weird it was so weird but it was not like you know there was nothing like mean-spirited about it right. so exactly I to be, like yeah funny but weird and just yeah. like get your imagination going you and know? if you think if you think about i mean peewee's playhouse was so amazing you know i don't know if it gets the gets the love that it deserves but it was like groundbreaking and amazing and cool and for kids it didn't dumb things down for kids it was like 
you know, I, I know at the time a lot of um, college students and stuff were watching it. Like, like it, it was able to. I that's what I the kind of kids stuff I like. I try and find to show my my grandkids is is a uh, stuff that appeals to kids, but it's also good enough to appeal to adults. I mean, that's the sweet spot. And then Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse was like that. It was so weird. And yeah, it was. Yeah, it was amazing. Just a perfect. Yeah, and a perfect, perfect. Uh, just zone. For, yeah, yeah. Totally. I never miss it as a kid. I was yeah. just like, and, and my all the grownups around did watch it too, and they're like chuckling, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it's perfect. <laughs> if you had a weird sense of humor, it was as an adult. It was it was really really <laughs> uh, cool. Kind of it's kind of like you know Monty Python type stuff, surrealist kind of humor, but not as a little not as you know. Uh, I don't know. They got kind of dark on Monty Python, so it was like a little less kid friendly. Even though I used to watch Monty Python's Flying Same. Circus when I was like ten years old, it came on like this Channel Nine, this one of the weird channels. And yeah. I remember used to watch that, and they would show like boobs and stuff, and it was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that too, and I was like, "Whoa, this stuff is nuts!" Like that one where I was like, is that real? That one where they were doing a skit about somebody's dead grandmother and then all those people rushed the stage. Did you, I don't you know. know if I, that's a, that was one I saw and I was like, what? I was like, what's going on? And then here I did look it up and I guess that was real. And the audience did get very offended and rushed the stage. Is at that, them. Is, oh, is that the one where he's talking about burying his grandmother and he's, and th- he's talking to the, the undertaker and the guy's giving yeah. him options for burying his grandmother. And one of yeah. them was we could, we could eat. We could eat her and throw up in her coffin as an something option. Like that. Yes, <laughs> and yes, then the audience like started that. booing. Right? Yes, they started booing. I do and remember that. Started coming onto the stage, and they ran onto the stage. Do you remember that part? <laughs> I, I was like, "What is that real?" Because I was like little when I saw that. And I was like, is that for real? I thought that was part of the skit that they were running onto right, the stage. Right. And I, I looked it up like later, like, you know, like just a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, is that real? And I think, I think what I read, it said it was real. Like the audience got really mad and oh, like, got- <laughs> ran down, down at the, at the guys. And I was like, whoa. Well, I gotta, so- I gotta, <laughs> I gotta look that up. Those Terry Gilliam animations too were hugely influential. The Monty Python animations, you know, the, oh, yes, I mean, those yes. were, those were so amazing. So yeah. 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 And there, that, I, there's a, you know, there's a relation there between your, what you're doing that it's like that kind of insane, absurd, absurdist kind of humor. Um, but anyway, love anyway, <laughs> um, I do love that British stuff too, because yeah. it is so out there. I'm very into that. So like, yeah, I just, I like it to get cerebral to the point where it's almost like kind of just come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> me too. I love that stuff. Um, so, what I want to know, one of the things I want to know, let's start here. I, um, cause I, I don't think I, I know this about you. Like when did you, what, when have you been into art since you were a little girl? I mean, how, how long, when did you start drawing or how did the whole art thing happen for you? And were you supported by your parents and all that stuff or how did it go? Um, it, I, I definitely loved art since I was little. Um, my grandparents had a bookstore in Germany and they sold like art supplies too for schools. Um, so they had clay and like colored pencils, really beautiful colored papers, all of this stuff. And I would always, I just was attracted to that stuff. I was like, I want to use that stuff. Like I want to make stuff with that. Did you live in Germany? Yeah, that was in Germany when I was little. So were you born in Germany? 
Yeah, I was. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe oh, you yeah, told yeah. me that. Yeah. So tell tell yeah. tell the audience where you were born and where you were born. Um, yeah. So I was born in Germany in a, a town called Ziegler, which is uh, close to Cologne. Okay. Um, and, I've been to Cologne. Yeah. And I, and I did grow up there until I was about six years old. And then we came to America when I was six. Wow. Um, yeah. So like, but I had, and then I would go back every year, you know, and stay with my grandparents for the summer. So like they have a, you know, so they had their bookstore That's awesome. and then they also had a toy store actually. So that was Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> It must have been like heaven when you go to visit. Yeah, it was. It was very nice. It was. It was a nice uh, childhood in Germany. Like it was pretty magical. Like uh, growing up like that because my uncle, who actually ran the toy store, was also very creative. So he always made it look like a wonderland. Like I mean, he would do these jungle themes and with the stuffed animals and just. Oh my god, it was amazing. Oh, how so, cool! Wow. Yeah, like, wow. When I was little. It was very magical. And yeah, and so I, I did want to draw. I was like, I want to use that stuff. I want to make art, and I always would draw and I would look at stuff. I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't have any training or anything. I would just look at, you know, Bugs Bunny or, you know, Garfield and mm-hmm. I would try to draw it. And then if I couldn't draw it, I would get really upset. I would start crying. <laughs> I would pull up the paper. I would throw it across the room and have a fit. And then I would get up, go get the paper, straighten it back out and then keep drawing it until I got it right. So wow. I did like I would get into drawing pretty hard, like when I was little already. And yeah, and I was supported at first, like my grandparents, everybody was like, yeah, that's really good. But then, yeah, as I got older, you know how it kind of goes. Everybody's like, you can't really make money doing art, you know, right. you gotta. So yeah, so, but now of course my family's like, I'm really glad that you didn't listen and that you did <laughs> it. That's, like, that's... you know, it's awesome that you're able to do something that you enjoy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, uh, uh, that's the, the dream, you know, to make a, yeah. make a living from creating art is, is, is the dream and, and you're doing that. So it's pretty amazing. Um, so did you go to, uh, is your, your art schooling, was it the, the, um, San Francisco place? The sc- I can, yes. I can yep. never remember the name of that place. It's pretty, yeah, it's kind of a generic <laughs> name. It's just the Academy of Art University. Right, right, right. So, so that was your, was that like after high school you, you, uh, went, went there or how did that yeah. work out? Well, not after high school. I was, um, in my thirties when I started, I, because after high school, you know, everybody, cause you know how it is in high school, like the, the guidance counselors were like, what do you want to do? And I would always take those placement tests and it always said the same thing that I should go into the arts. Uh-huh. They were like, no, like you need a real job. Like, oh my God. And I, and I was like, it is a real job. Like I wanted to do illustration, you know, but I didn't really know what that was called yet. So I was still right. kind of thinking it was graphic design or something. Right, right. They were like, no, no, you know, like they just didn't encourage it at all. So I kind Kind of was like a little pissed about that so i <laughs> you know i just kind of like after school i was just like yeah i'm gonna be you know i'll just get a waitressing job and i was service industry pretty much for like 10 years wow. after school and i always did my art on the side but not anything you know lucrative with it it was just something that i still continued to do as a passion mm-hmm. and then one day when i was getting older and like you know i was partying a lot and stuff and i was just like this is really whack. I was like, I really want to like do art. And I was like, I'm going to get older anyways. And if I fail, at least I tried and failed, you know, because I'm going to get older anyway and then would still not be an artist. So I was like, I'm going to go to art school. And I always wanted to go to that school because back in high school, they had the coolest art samples in their catalog, you know, that they Mm -hmm. put out students. Mm -hmm. So it was like their stuff looks the best. 
So I wanted to go there for many years. And then basically uh, I was like, how am I going to pay for this? Because it's an expensive school mm-hmm. and it is a profit school. So I went to the military to go to that school. So oh, I, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, knew, I knew that you were in the military. I didn't know you went there for school, though. Yeah, I went there because I was like, because I started going back to school in Texas. I was living in Texas at the time. And all the people that I was friends with that were also, you know, waiters and stuff, they were all going to community college. So I enrolled there also. And I was taking some graphic design and illustration classes. But I was like, man, it's taking like a lot of my friends was taking like, you know, seven years to get the two year degree because we were all partying and stuff. Right. And I was just like, I, I was like, I'm already 25 now. And I, I kind of was like, I gotta do something. Right. You know? So I, um, so then I was just like, what, you know, how can I pay for this schooling? Cause it's, I was not going to go in debt that badly and then potentially not get a job right. and then be stuck with that debt. So I was like, I'll join the Marines. <laughs> so, I, so I basically did like a, I did like a 15 year plan pretty much. Like I, I was like, I have to go into the Marines. It was a five year enlistment. Then it was five years for school. And then I knew it would take at least five to 10 years to get a foothold after that. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, so that was kind of, kind of when I got serious was like at that age, it was like, and I was 27 when I finally enlisted and went in. Wow. So, Wow. Yes. Amazing. That's cool. I mean, I, I love to hear these uh, stories of, of, of people, you know, finding their passion later. I don't know. 27 is still a little bit later than than most people might do. But uh, I mean, I didn't start painting till I was 33. So um, I, I think there's it's never too late um, to start something like that. But um, how, how was the Marines? What was that like? It was very insane. It was definitely <laughs> not for me. <laughs> very honestly, um, it was for, I mean, for, you know, for creative personality type, that type of environment is very oppressive, but I would absolutely do it again. You know, if I had to do things again, because everything I have, I owe to that. I imagine, know, like, I imagine it's like, you know, a lot of artists have trouble with discipline, myself included. Yes. I imagine it's really good for discipline. It is, um, but but in a such a stressful way. You know what I mean? It's not the type of discipline where you're like making the decision like, okay, I'm going to do time management now and like I'm going to get organized. It's like people screaming in your face to do time management and get organized. So you're just like, yeah, it's – Wow. You know, it's definitely like <laughs> – yeah, it's it's a crazy environment. It's there's people who are built for it for sure, and yeah. they are good at it. But I was just not one of those people. Uh, it was very, you know, and I did always did a good job at everything, but it was just way too, you know, the rules they had there and everything was just stressful. Know. Yeah, so it's a, it's yeah, it's a specific mindset for right. a, a certain personality type. And I am a little more. I'm a little too out there for, for that. <laughs> I know it's it's like looking at your artwork to think of you being in the Marines is kind yeah, of exactly. kind of crazy, but it's just crazy enough to make sense in a way if you think about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> how how long were you in for? Um, so I had a, I did have a five year contract, and that was you know it was a pretty crazy, pretty crazy time. Five uh, years. Be, wow. Yeah. And like, yeah, and it was, and I knew that going in and it was, it was, it was hard. It was definitely hard. I bet. Yeah. 
but um but i mean it was it was good it was a good experience because i did i did have to learn discipline you know and i did get everything good out of that but it was just hard for me while i was there because it was like i said just i was too i felt too like i had to spread my wings and fly you know right yeah 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 can't really do that (laughs) (laughs) well did you did you uh i i don't want I, i won't uh keep on the the marines thing i do find it pretty fascinating but uh did you have like a i don't know were you in long enough to have like a specialty or anything or be studying for something um i did when i when i did uh enter actually i did have a pretty high score on my asvab so i was able to choose my mos and i went into um aviation because all the other two that i wanted were not available so my third choice was to do uh, helicopter mechanic or, well, it was to be a mechanic and then they, they select your aircraft. Wow. So they selected the, I actually worked on the, uh, CH 46, which is the, uh, the Vietnam era double propeller helicopter. Whoa. So I worked on those. I did hydraulics, metal work, riveting. Crazy. So I was, yeah. So I was like, actually like Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah, amazing. That's what I did there. And it was, that was cool, but it was, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely like a, you know, I could have gone into doing that after after I got out too, and it's a really high paying job. But it just, you know, again, wanted to do something creative. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what a trip. Okay, yeah. so so you get out of you you get out of the Marines, and um, and 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 then what? Then what, what, what happened? You must have been yeah. so relieved. You must have been like yes. feeling like ah, oh, my <laughs> life can start now. Yes, I actually did have to have about a year to decompress because it is kind of like getting out of prison. To be honest, I was I was gonna say, does it's like? Yeah. it sounds like it could almost be kind of traumatizing a little bit. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. I actually was pretty traumatized. Really? It, wow. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I got very, very many positive things out of it, so I don't want to like I don't want to like shit on that or anything, you yeah. know, because I did. The, I, I am very grateful for everything I got from it. But yes, for just because of my personality type, it just didn't fit. So yeah, I was traumatized wow. from that. Wow. About It took about a year of me like, you know, actually going to therapy and stuff to like kind of wow. chill back out. Wow. It because it, the mindset is so stressful. You know what I mean? And like, people, so it's like, like five years of stress, basically. Yeah. Like of extreme stress because you don't ever stay in the same place. Like you're constantly moving around to new, you know, commands, new bases. You're, you're finally making some friends. Then they get moved. They're getting out. They're going to Iraq. They're right. doing, you know, so like nothing is constant. And then you have changes of commands. Then you have, you know, from one day you're doing one. It just, nothing makes sense. Right. So it's just like, and I don't like that. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so it was like, that was stressful. For yeah, me. and having absolutely no control over your life might exactly. must be hard. Even like, yeah, you have to ask permission to go home for leave, like, and then they could deny that. Like, you know, you usually did get it approved, so it was usually fine. But they could call you back at any moment if they right. needed you back, yeah. and just things like that. So wow. But so so anyway, but, when once you got out, how what, what was the next step? So that was so yeah. So about a year to decompress, and during that time, I was like, you know what, I just going to do this now. I'm going to do something creative. So in that time, I decided to start trying to learn some of those digital programs myself. So I was doing a little Photoshopping. Um, Couldn't figure out Illustrator at that time because it's not as intuitive of a program, you know? Right. And Um, there wasn't YouTube like there is now. Can you imagine starting out now and having all the YouTube, a million YouTube videos? 
Yeah, so much it's all easier. Like now it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, so then I had to order those books. You know, so I'd order books off of Amazon mm-hmm. on how to do like certain things. And so I did end up um, spending a little money to buy like a screen printing press, like a T-shirt press, and I oh. did have some T-shirts and stuff. But it, I, I just didn't really, you know, at that time I just didn't, I, I didn't know enough to make it work well. So right. it was kind of like a lot of those other Etsy shops that just do like a screen print of something very basic, you know, it just was kind of like whatever. And I was just like, I need to take this to another level. And I really finally want to just go to art school. And then, you know, that was the whole reason I went to the military anyway. So I just had to wait because I had to wait for like my GI bill and stuff to kick in. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I was able, I enrolled in that school and I did get very, very lucky. I got a woman who was really good with the, um, veteran uh program stuff so she made sure that i got all the classes that i needed um at the beginning and all of the funding that i needed i guess a lot of other veterans who ended up going to school there they didn't get somebody who really knew you know like uh the uh what are they called like the grants and stuff like right, the right. things that that you were supposed to get for your right military stuff so like a lot of them end up owing money at the end so that's really important that you know when you do oh work, right say the person that is helping you with the va stuff knows what they're doing right so right so you don't leave any money on the table yeah uh, 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 did it was it did it pay for everything it did because I got um, I, I I went in post 9-11. So I got the post 9-11 GI Bill, which works on time rather than which is way better. The original was thirty six thousand dollars. And this wow. one works on time. So if you get your degree done in a three year period, they'll pay for everything. Even if you go to Harvard or something, it'll wow. pay for everything. But um, there are but the breaks count, too. So even though I was actually in school for five years, it counted as three years because I the, the way that I the way that it was broken up. So like it is designed to really help you get your degree. Oh, that's so awesome. The person that you're working with knows how to do the timing and the funding. They can, you, your entire degree is paid for. So, Amazing. so yeah, that, yeah. So they oh, paid cool. for everything. But that was, you know, that was the goal because otherwise it's a pretty big debt for an art school. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty like it's, it's like a doctor. Like, right. You know, know to go to school for medical school or yeah something. at a, at a uh, 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 for a career that's way harder to make a lot of money right. <laughs> right and like you know and i think it is actually i think that there is uh a lot of opportunity to make money with mm-hmm. art but but people just have such a wrong way of thinking about it totally and i think that's like the main thing and that actually happened a lot to the people in art school too because they I, yeah it was they even had classes on how to do the business aspect oh of really that's that's one thing i never hear of art schools that teach you the business that's a critique i hear from a lot of art schools is they don't teach you a lot of the business stuff and that's like as important as learning the art stuff really it is yeah if it you is, want to make yeah. a living at it it is Absolutely. It is, it is, I'd say even more important to be honest, because like you spend so much time doing all of the classes while you're there. You definitely, if you know what you want to do and you put the work in, you can learn how to be a great artist at that school or at any art school, you know, but then you also have to really pay attention in those classes because they do require them. So we had two classes that were the business aspect. And I really took those classes like seriously because I was like, this is, you know, like this is how you do it. And I was actually surprised at how many people were like, I don't know, like what they're like, I know how to draw now and stuff, but what, how do I get a, how do I get a gig now? 
Right. You know, I'm like, and, I, and like, how I do I charge? How much do I charge? All that right, stuff. Right, There's right. so much to it. It's not like yeah. standardized, like regular jobs. You know? Right, right. It's yeah, it's totally different. And actually, we did learn a lot in those classes as well that a lot of businesses are actually completely trained psychologically to get artists emotional because they happen to know that we're very emotional people so that you aren't thinking about the money when really? you negotiate. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, a lot. Of <laughs> it makes sense. Do that. And it's, you know, that's. And I was like, and I was in the class, I was like, are you guys hearing this? Because nobody else was reacting. And I was like getting so upset. And I was just like looking around. I was like, are you guys asleep or what? Like, cause, yeah, I thought that was wild. I was like, this is insane that they, totally. you know, like, yeah. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense when you think about it. But yeah, that's totally crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So well, anyway. To be aware uh, of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the other thing, you know, this is kind of a side note, but, um, Another big thing regarding the business that I see people um, struggle with is, and I, I struggled with it myself, so I get it totally. I, I feel like I can say something about it because I went through the whole process myself, and that is taking things personally. Yes. You know, I can. I'm not going to say what uh, what the uh, the who the client was, but um, I remember. When I was first starting my uh, like makeup effects digital business, I had jobs, or I had a specific. Well, I won't get to, into detail, but I remember like getting all insulted and pissed off about you know the 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 uh, client trying to get more for less money, and it's like and I and like getting personally insulted and getting so upset, and then not really handling it properly like because it's a business you have to take emotions out of it right and i saw i've seen so many people do this and it's like i went through it um you know to the there was a point where it dawned on me like oh this per i i remember specifically getting in this big f emotional fight about trying to get paid from someone and you know both of us were going at it and then i and then i uh got off the call and i and i thought this dude probably does this. He probably has already forgotten about this conversation. He's on to the next one. He's not all pissed off. He doesn't give a shit. He's just trying to make as much money as possible. That's right. what he, that's his job. That's why he's hired there. Yes. And it was like, and me, I'm like sitting there seething about it for the whole day. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This guy doesn't, you know, this is just, it was just a business thing, you know? Yeah. And it was like that moment. I, I was really grateful for having that moment because yes. I was like, Oh, okay. It's like, you just, it's not, you, you have to take emotion out of it. It's like a bit, bu like they say, business is business. Yes, it's like, you yes, know, that is such a true thing. Cause yeah, totally. I, I had many experiences like that myself where I just would get so upset, you know, and I would just be like, man, this is fucked up. Like, you know, like they're, these, they're trying to take advantage of me here. Right, and this, right. is, you know, this is so whack. And yeah. And actually that is one thing that doing almost amusing has really helped with a lot because you deal with a lot of people messaging you and trying to, you know, bully you into something or to like get things out of you or whatever. So you do have to remove the personal aspect. You have to totally just be like, otherwise you would get upset at 24 right. hours. You know, like you get upset all the time because you're always dealing with a customer complaint or something. Right. Right. There's always, yeah, yeah. So, it, and I, I also felt super elated and grateful for that moment where I was just like, Oh, just don't <laughs> get upset. It's it, just, 
Yeah, it it was like it was serious. It was one of the biggest moments I can I can think of in my uh, kind of art business careers. That moment, that epiphany I had, and um, um, I don't know. It just it kind of changed everything. Just how I approach everything. But I think that the problem is because because we you know people get into mo. I think I don't know if it's most people. I don't know the statistics, but I think most people choose jobs because like they have. They're kind of maybe they're oriented that way or they're good at it, but it's not necessarily something they love. They can make good money at it. So they're like, okay, I'll do this job and then I'll be able to do whatever I want because I'm making money on my free time, which is cool. But Mm -hmm. um, I think we end up we get into art because we're we let we have a passion for it. So it's so personal to us. Our artwork is so personal. It's like part of us. So when someone's like saying, oh, I don't want to pay that for it, or I don't really like that, if you're dealing with a client, it's like they're criticizing us as a human being, yes. you know what I mean? And so we take yes. it personally. So yeah. it's, it's anyway, I, I think it's a it's a big a big step to be able to step outside of that, just treat it yeah. like, like a business. I mean, and I, I still have moments where I'm like, you know, and I got to yeah. swallow up because I'm just like, I, I don't want to, I totally. don't want to take time to get upset about it because like that it does ruin your whole day then you know what yeah, i mean like right for so rush and then you're just your day is gone you're pretty mm-hmm. much you know so like and yeah so i and you know you still get days like that when somebody's being particularly like difficult it still gets hard so it's always something yeah, that's kind of gonna be there but but when you yeah. can step aside a little bit like that it gosh it's such a it helps so much yeah with the stress you know like you're yeah. just like yeah I'll just deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's 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 not easy to do, and it's kind of like a. It, I I feel like on a spiritual level, it's good to do because it makes you totally put your ego aside. Yeah, kind of eat shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And be like, all right, I could go off here, but I'm not. And and, yeah. and that's like a good thing to do because it really you know fighting and arguing over dumb stuff. It doesn't really get you in it doesn't even when you win an argument like that it doesn't get you anywhere no other, otherwise other than just being like self-satisfied which is like right you know anyway so yeah. i'm sorry to go off on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> i want i want to hear i want to continue your 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 path your your interesting path so where where did we leave off there oh you were taking art business classes that's where we left off so yes um so well the, yeah so that was at the academy right so i is that what we were yeah so yeah I, we were talking so about I'm at the school. Yeah. So yeah, when I first actually started the school, I was actually also flying. I was living in San Diego and the school's up in San Francisco. So I was actually flying up once a week to take an on-campus class. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. And like at that time, South, South, is it Southwest? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. They were awesome at that time. And they had these amazing frequent flyer miles. So every time you bought like two round trip tickets, which were pretty cheap and it was covered by like the tuition stuff from the, you know, from the GI mm-hmm. bill, it was like only $90 for a round trip ticket. And like you would get a wow. free flight every, every two flights you bought. So it was like back then they had a great frequent flyer. That's amazing. Program. So yeah, I was flying up once a week for the first uh, I think I did that for the first two semesters, and then finally we moved up to to the Bay Area so that I could just go to every class on campus. Um, and then, yeah, and then while I was there, we did have to take a bunch of classes on – well, not a bunch, two. They gave us two. I actually think there should be more right. uh, classes yeah. on the aspect um and i think that certain degrees actually do give more on the business side it's just that for illustration i think it just happens to be that you just oh. take like two or okay something. 
Okay. But um, but but I was super grateful for those two classes too. They gave you a lot of information. Big, so I had a big folder that I always saved after school and stuff. And yeah, and I while I was there, I just wanted to. You know, it was a unique time. It was right when like social media was really taking off for artists. Instagram was like just starting up and people were getting really big on Instagram and stuff. But I was already uh, a little late on that because I was like still in school. And so by the time I got on there, I just and I've always been like a very experimental artist. So even though my stuff is cohesive as far as style, Mm -hmm. I always am trying new mediums and new things because that, well, not so much these days, but that's what I used to do a lot. So I never really built up like a big following for being like the, the, this person, like I wasn't like the clown person or the the whatever. Like I just was like, here's all the stuff that I like to do. So I, um, so I, but while I was at school, I did see that as a time to learn about more commercial applications you know, for mm-hmm. illustrations, I obviously felt like that's the future of illustration is to do more, you know, things that could be applied commercially. So right. I just wanted to take, so I actually did customize my degree a little bit to take more printing classes, more like laser cutting classes, things oh, like that. Cool. So that, yeah, because I figured, you know, I was like, I would like to do, you know, like, all different kinds of like commercial things. Basically I always wanted to do commercial art. So I wanted to do like, you know, band stuff or even like uh, commercial illustration for like products, things right. like that. I just always have been attracted to like advertising mm-hmm. and merch pretty much. Right. So that's what I wanted to do as an illustrator. And so then after school, that's what I kind of pursued, but you know, kind of, takes a minute <laughs> at school to build that footing. Right. So, so yeah so it um so what i mean once you graduated what was your first step well i took a while to kind of after graduation right yeah yeah it did it took a minute and actually after school because we always had you know they we always have assignments i really wanted to take a lot of the things that i learned and apply it to the things i wanted to make so Mm -hmm. for the first year i just did those pastry bags like that you were mentioning and i had fun doing those (laughs) they're so Um, cool such a cool idea (laughs) and i Thank you. And I would like, and I had a cool job, you know, I did have to go back into the service industry for another three years after school, but I worked at uh, that cafe in San Francisco, which was actually owned by one of the former dead Kennedys, Ted. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, (laughs) no way. (laughs) Yeah. And so while I was working there, it was cool because everybody who worked there was like, it was this posh cafe and we served the tech industry, but all of us were like, artist weirdos or band people and we all were allowed to dress however we wanted oh cool so i could always wear like you know my pins and stuff to work and so like and i would be doing my art there and then like um i started wearing like you know and i did that first pin i wanted to you know i was just like i'm gonna try to do merch too you know so Mm -hmm. i so i made that first pin and then i wore it to work and everybody just freaked out because it was that your mom joke so all of the people were like, they were like, oh, my God, that pin. They're like, can I take a picture of that pin? <laughs> so the next day I stopped my pockets, like five pins in each pocket, and I sold them with the stripe on uh, like through the cafe, like across the counter. Oh, really? people, yes. And people were like, they were like, oh, my God, that pin. Can I buy that off your jacket? And I was like, no, but you can buy one from me right now. And I would just 
like whip one out of my pocket. Wow. And so I would make like an extra 50 to 100 bucks a day just selling those. And oh I was God. like, yeah, I got really into it just from that pen. Like I was just like, so, I really enjoyed making it. And then I enjoyed the reaction. I loved that people were like happy about it. They were stoked. They were just like, they were laughing. They were like, that's hilarious. So I was, I was like addicted right there. So like, you, that did, was you, did, you did this one did. pin because you wanted to do it and you were trying it out sort of. Yeah. And you, yeah. was it one that, was it like the kind of the pins you do now or was it manufactured or? Um, home? It was way simpler. It was just a pin. So I, from those pastry bags, actually going back to those, I would do those at work a lot. Yeah. The pastry, let people tell people about the pastry bags just really quick since we keep talking okay. about them. Right, just right. tell them what the whole thing you did okay. on those. So they were basically the bags that we did put the pastries into from the cafe and they had that nice like wax coating on them, those brown bags. And there was just something about drawing on those that <laughs> I loved so much. The crinkling of the paper, the way it took the paint, I just was like, I loved it. So on my break, I would always go sit in the park and, you know, draw on these bags. And I just like did so many of them over like the time, like in that one year, I think I did like, I don't know how many, but it must've been like over a hundred. And I just had so much fun doing those. And yeah. And it just was like, I did these weird characters. And one of the characters that I did was this weird scuzzy wolf. He was like a, he was supposed to be like a scumbag guy. And he had like, you know, like a five o'clock shadow and he was like a wolf with like bloodshot eyes and he was like smoking a joint or something and then he was wearing a shirt that said your mom right <laughs> and i did the shirt like with the lettering the way i did the lettering i just liked that and i wanted to make the actual shirt but then i was like oh i'll just make the an enamel pen i'll just do that oh, okay was, like and okay. i always loved pens because i collected them myself you know as a kid i always had those on my purse and like i had some disney pins too like that was like the original you know pin games mm -hmm. like olympics pins disney pins so i was just like yeah i want to try this too and then yeah and i made that one and it just had got such a great reaction that ever since and i loved making it because of like the the process the, like yeah the process of it i just really like the process so i and then all those people were into it and i was just like yeah this is it like <laughs> and so yeah that's great so so uh great a great lesson for people um you, you know you'd been dabbling in all kinds of different things paintings uh, drawings, you know, you were doing a lot of different things. You were trying different things. And then you did yeah. one and it hit. Now, this is the same trajectory as my own career where I was like, when I first started, I didn't know, I knew I wanted to paint monsters, but I didn't know what the format would be. I've told the story a billion times, but I think it's important. Uh, it's an impor important lesson for uh, up and coming artists is I, uh, out of all the different things I did, I was doing like a lot of weird close-ups and, you know, of an eye and like a cut and another eye coming out, just different things, uh, figures. And it wasn't until they weren't selling that well. And it wasn't until I did the portrait thing where it was like a portrait of a monster and that sold right away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. I did two more. Those sold right away. So then I was like, okay, I've got my, I've got the... You know, I don't want to say my gimmick, but it kind of is. It's like your thing. I've got yeah. a format that people like. I can make money off this. And I liked doing it as much as I like doing any of the other stuff. So why not focus on the thing that's selling? Right, right. right. And that exactly. started my whole career, came, went from that. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's so it, awesome. <laughs> it's, you know, it's smart to to, uh, you know, follow, you know, I know it seems like it goes without saying, but 
you know, with our artists are, are weird sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like you get, it's, yeah. it's sometimes they'll, you know, the, the path to success will be right in front of them, but they're so busy trying different things. They don't realize it's like, Oh, look you're, there's a sign that's pointing this way, yes, this way exactly. forward. And so you got to yes. kind of follow that thing. And it's, you know, it's not a compromise. It's like, it's one, if it's one of the things you like doing, no problem. Just Do focus it. on that one, you know? Yeah. So you were Do able it. to build a whole pin empire from this <laughs> from this single pin. I mean, your whole business was created because this one pin did so well, right? Yeah, pretty much because like I really so enjoyed cool. the reaction and yeah, thank you. And I enjoyed right away like the very first one already. I was also like looking at what because you know that was also while it was it was starting to really explode with like other artists as well. They were making pins, you know, everybody mm-hmm. was starting to do pins. And I was like, a lot of these are like hard enamel, a lot of them are black plating, and I was just right away like, what else can I do? So I immediately asked, I was like, is it possible to do pink plating? So my very first pin already had pink plating, which is now like, you know, almost amusing, like trademark right. to do like hot pink plating. And like, you see it around quite a bit now, but like then it was like something very new, you mm-hmm. know? So like I right away was like, yeah, I want to do this. And then after that, I did my second pin, which already had the epoxy and screen print. Cause I was already like, what can I do next? You know? Mm-hmm. So, so I was already doing that. And then it just like, every time I did one, I just was like, I got to push it a little further. And looking back on a lot of those now, I'm just like, God, oh, they're so primitive. You know? <laughs> that's how it always is. That's how they, but that's how it got started. And I, I loved doing each one, like each one. I was like, Ooh, like the next one, I'm going to push it a little more and a little more. And, and now sometimes I'm just like, like, I, I actually like, I take them to bed with me. Like when I get a new one, put it on my nightstand so I can like look at yeah. it at night. I'm just like, oh, look, this new one came in, and it's so nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is key, though. I think this is key to success. Is you know, you have to find that thing that you're that passionate about, to where you're sitting and looking at it on your, you know, when you go to yeah. bed. You know, yeah. you're so into the idea. And yeah, it's like it goes back to that child, that childhood thing. You know, right. when you like just remember how proud you'd be, like when you would do like a drawing like that, and you'd be like. Ah. And you would sit there like looking at it like like I did that. I yep. did it. And that's kind of like, you know, so it's like it takes me back to that. And I'm just like I'm just like feeling like a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's awesome. And, you you know, you're able to just kind of yeah, as, as much as, you, you know, you're doing you're doing stuff with artists as well, interpreting their, you know, kind of collaborating with artists. But you also are able to do your own pins as well and express your own ideas. Because, I mean, you're uh, – your your artwork is your 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 personal work is like so suited for pins. I mean, way more suited than mine are. It's like we have to kind of like you have to sort of take because my work's all you know oil paints and blended, and it's like you have to kind of take my style and figure out a way to make it work in a in a pin form, you know. Which but I love. I love doing it. I know. I love- the I'm, challenge of it to me is so fun. Oh, I, it's I'm, so fun. I'm glad because I, I, you know, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I one time I was I had this idea. I wanted to do paint by number sets of my stuff because I think that would be cool. Because I used to love paint by numbers, and so I was doing all kinds of research. And I took a painting, and I got this program that turns your image into, you know, it does all kind of does all the work for you and. I could not get it to work. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't know. It's like my, my brain well, doesn't you know, want to go there. Well, that is actually the exact 
kind of thing that that you know that production art would be suited for so like oh, yeah. we could actually <laughs> use those for that okay that, maybe we'll cut this part out i don't want people to <laughs> steal the idea <laughs> yeah that's yeah a actually, gr- that would be good <laughs> that's a well, great yeah, great yeah, idea we'll, that's a great yeah. idea okay yeah because i've always wanted to do that but anyway okay so okay. um uh yeah i'll probably not cut it out no one's gonna do, it's so much work to do all that stuff it's like that's the thing about <laughs> People (laughs) ripping you off, it's like, especially when it's something that's hard to do, they can't do it as well as you're doing it if you put the quality into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's true. It is true. And like a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people out there try. But yeah, I think that the passion, if the passion's not there, it comes out. Definitely. You can see it. And so I do always like when people do see that and they're like, they're like, holy shit, like, I've never seen, you know, like, because we do get, like, nice comments like that from Mm. people where they're just like, holy shit, I didn't know you could do this with a pin, and this is, like, you know, next level stuff, and, like, that always makes me feel so, like, just makes my heart flutter. (laughs) (laughs) So good, because I'm just like, they can see the love. Yeah, 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 you're doing it, you're doing it for those people. That's how I feel like when with my artwork, it's like, uh, once I started getting into this whole Instagram and how to work the algorithm and engagement versus followers and this and that and right. and Patreon to where it's like I've, I'm, you know, making a, a good uh, chunk of my living from 350 people that are on there. And it's like, that's barely anybody. But these are like the most engaged people. It's all about engagement. So I, you know, once I started getting clued into that, I'm really like, I don't give a shit what casual viewers think of my work. I care about what the people that are really into it yes i those are the people that's who i'm painting for i'm painting for myself and i'm painting for them it's like i want to try and impress them yeah but people yeah. that are like scrolling through and don't stop to look more than two seconds fuck them i'm not interested yeah, in what yeah. they have to say at all you know so um anyway i i, I wanted to say that i i felt like i i totally i i missed out on the pin thing i know people i had people asking me to do pins whenever the pin thing started, which was a long, kind of a long time ago. I don't remember what year it was, but yeah, I think, I don't know exactly when, but I think it started, it's my first one in 2016 and it was already going on before that, but it was really taking off like right around that time that artists were starting to do a lot more of their own. Right. So like that right around, like, so I think already like probably like while I was still in art school too, like 2012, 2013, it was really starting to pick up. Yeah. Sixteen, you know. That sounds about right. I I think I had people hitting me up back then, but I could never wrap my head around it. At the time, I didn't even get the pin thing. I was yeah. like, "Why is this popular? I don't get it." And it was <laughs> it's just like because I had to like go back and think. Yeah, I, I used to have pins. I used to have enamel pins. I I still have yes. one that, that that says "World's Greatest Dirt Biker." Oh, awesome! <laughs> and they were. They weren't that cool though. Like, they, yeah. but, but but I do remember that. And then I started seeing seeing uh, uh, pins. I was like, oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. People are collecting these. It's more about collecting than anything. Yeah. I, I get that. And um, and then you uh, hit me up about making a pin, and I feel I was like, well, I felt like I kind of missed out on it, and um, but it worked out well because. I didn't. I didn't end up going with some crappy company. It's like I ended up. I lucked my way into like the best 
Because I mean, your stuff is you guys' stuff is it's seriously. I mean, now that I'm in the in the pin scene, I look at all the different pins, and there's you know you're like you're like one of the best. I mean, your stuff's the best I've ever seen. But I, you know, I'm, I'm not as en- <laughs> engrossed in the whole scene. But every time I see your pins, they're like, wow, they really stand out. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I do really, yeah, I put a lot of love into that. I love making them. And I, yeah, I saw a unique opportunity because a lot of people make pins, but I really was just like, yeah, I would like to translate these paintings into, right. into a pen. And so like, I really thought that, you know, I was like, that would be so sick to make, you know, because I basically wanted to make it so that I wanted to make like a gallery quality reproduction right. of a painting for people who are collectors that might not be able to spend thousands of dollars on a painting, you know, and prints are also awesome. But I know from personal experience, I have so many freaking prints that I bought in the past. I don't even have enough wall space right. for them anymore. Right. So that's why I was like, pins is a fun way, you know, to make something like, and I was like, I, I you know, always had my mindset on it to be fancier, like a little more like a brooch, you know, like, because I actually also do like wearing them and I like it when people wear them out. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I do because I, you know, so I always wanted to make something that somebody would wear and be very eye catching for, you know, and I do get a lot of nice messages from people who say that they're like, yeah, I wear your pins out. And I people stop me all the time and are like, what is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> look at that. That's crazy. Like, so and I love to hear that because like, that's what it's all about, you know? Like, yeah. So here's a your, you, you, you guys do kind of larger and more elaborate pins than most companies, right? Um, yeah, we, um, well, when I started doing that, that was what my vision was at the beginning. I was like, I want to make these big and I want to make them eye catching. And then, you know, there, there's definitely other people who are out there doing that already that I didn't even know about because it was more of a Facebook scene, Hmm. but it's, but it's also very different than what we're doing anyways. It's more like, uh, kind of more like trippy art. That's like, you know, lots of, uh, lots of detail. And it's like more like, uh. I don't know more what, abstract kind of stuff. Yeah, more abstract like shapes and right, like, right. like things like that, and like some of yeah, and some of the stuff is um, you know it's just it's just very different than what we're doing. Yeah, but, yeah. So I you know so I just I don't know I just as soon as I started making because I did my woodcuts into into pens and then I was just like oh I'd love to do which translates pretty easily but I was like I'd love a challenge and to make you know like a Chetzar painting into a pen and I. <laughs> was really really excited when you were like down with the idea and yeah that first pen like people were like what this is crazy like it had a really good you know response what was the first one we did i don't even the remember black magic, black magic was, was the first one yeah. okay yeah yeah i love it which is also so much more simplistic than the ones we're doing now but right like, it was like for that time it was also still kind of like a you know like something new you know that mm-hmm. people were excited about and i was like really happy with how they turned out too i was just like oh please let this turn out like you know oh yeah all the all the all the stuff everything i've released you know with you guys has been i've been totally totally stoked on them all of them it's super super fun i'm I'm into it like just coming up you know how we're always texting about ideas you know that's like it's so cool I'm (laughs) i'm totally excited about what's coming up too i'm just like yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to, not to get too commercially, but do you want to talk about the the release Friday? 
Oh yeah. Um, so because I, I know I, I know you were talking about the other one, <laughs> probably. Because oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, we no, got another one. one that we haven't mentioned. No, they're yet. all they're all super exciting. And this Friday's yes, very excited about that. We di- we did um, go ahead and send out emails about it. We didn't post it in the group, so we just did it with an email. So people, we kind of wanted other people to post it, which is what happened, which was fun. Yeah. Like, Why isn't anybody talking about this? Yeah, yeah. These these guys so, ripping you um, off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that one, so a uh, new ego death, um, violent yeah. ego death, violent ego death. ego death. That's the one with uh, the blood. That's the one with the blood. Um, <laughs> ego death venom. That's the one with the green venom. Yep. Spatter and then ego death mask reveal, which yes. we have not shown yet. But when we do, that's a cool one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I. I uh, I'm excited about it. I need to start. I'm going to start promoting that today. I got to let my Patreon people know and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm excited. And then I'm excited about the other ones we have coming up that we haven't mentioned. Those are going to be so cool. I mean, they're all going to be. They're all they're all, they're all so awesome. like, fun. They're all, and this new Ego Deaths Glow in the Dark. And yes. the Glow in the Dark is freaking radical. Yep. Like, definitely. It looks so good when they're glowing. It looks so awesome. I couldn't believe it, it when you sent fun. me those when you sent me those pictures. I was like, oh my God, these are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was so excited when uh, I saw that glow. I was like, oh my god, because it looks so like like a eighties horror movie. Oh, you yeah. know what I, I like, any anything glow in the dark. I'm a sucker for anything. I that so talk fun. talk about taking me back to my childhood. It's like fl- yeah. black light stuff, glow in the dark stuff immediately makes me feel warm inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. So, yeah, cool. So, um uh so what do you do you I mean, what are your plans for I, I so you're focusing all your energy into this business cuz this is like your thing now. Um, yeah, I really love it. You know, I love I love working with all these different artists, like are my friends, art new artists. You know, like I really like enjoy the challenge of like, you know, doing paintings, just doing, you know, just bringing fun stuff to people that, you know. And I also like the goal of the business from the beginning has kind of been to like bring together because like I personally have always had lots of different interests right so like and you know how kind of like in high school there's like clicks like there's the people who are into rap and the people who are into like heavy metal or mm-hmm. whatever and i've always been into like everything so i always wanted to do a brand that kind of brought everybody together yeah and that's kind of happening like it's definitely like weird stuff kind of dark, you know dark i do love dark art and i love like psychedelic weirdness so it definitely <laughs> is still very niche but it is bringing together a lot of different people which i really like like people from all over the world buy our stuff like um people from all different subcultures are mm-hmm. into it you know, like there's punk people there's metal people right. there's drag people there's i mean there's everything like everybody's like totally into it and i like that like i, I wanted to do something fun that would just show everybody that you know it's like hey we're all into this kind right. of like fun stuff yeah know? yeah that's awesome yeah, that's yeah great. so that's what yeah most of my energy is focused there but i do like i said i do want to get back into painting a little bit this summer because i miss it oh yeah well you know it's like one of those it's one of those things when you after the business has been you know you're you're maybe able to hire people and not so you don't have to do every aspect of it um you yeah know, you'll, you'll get some of your time back and um then you'll have your own platform to create you know, promote your own stuff through, through almost amusing. Cause it's, I'm yeah. sure, you know, you've got a, you've got a big following there and, 
um, uh, uh, brand loyalty, they call it, I think. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what, do you have any big plans for it that you can say, that you can talk about, or is it secret? I mean, we just we just want to this this year right now focusing on um, obviously still doing artist pins and our own pins, but we also want to start doing some apparel. We're really starting oh, cool. doing apparel, and we also want to start getting into doing toys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Final toys too. Yeah. So yeah, so pretty much like all of the stuff that I would have wanted to have been hired for as an illustrator, like we're just gonna just do it ourselves. You oh, know? that's great. So yeah, so that's what we're just gonna be focusing on this upcoming year so that we can, but pins of course is always like, you know, that's, that's like my passion. I really right. love those. Um, but yeah, but we want to start having like some, so coming up this year, we have, you know, some more t-shirts coming up. We've got some hats coming up soon, which oh, are cool. Yeah. And like, yeah. So we just want to, and then we want to start dabbling in toys too. Excellent. But yeah, well, we just want to keep growing the brand and just, you know, bring, bringing cool weirdos together. And, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been fun doing that, you know. Yeah, it's so it's uh, cool to see the success. You know, it's been cool to uh, and to be part of it. You know, not be part of the success, but be part of this cool thing that's happening. You know, and well, of course, like you guys, like you mean you, Dave, like Skinner, everybody who's helped us out. You know, at the beginning, like by giving us a shot, like you guys are definitely like all a part of our success as a brand. You know, like oh, thanks. You know, like, yeah, because that yeah, is you're doing all the work, shot, though. You know? <laughs> you're doing all the work, though. So, yeah, and, but and it, I'm really glad that you guys have all been excited about the stuff that we've been doing because it's so fun and I can't wait to make more. Like, yeah. You know, I just can't wait to just make it more grand and just more awesome. And I know yeah. it'd be cool to do a pin like I know a giant. I, I mean, <laughs> I've I have seen that and it is pretty insane. It's pretty insane. Like it's like a shield, like the one that I've seen. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I, get, I I imagine it gets you know, when you get to a certain size it goes beyond pin and becomes like probably some other type of art, you know, like yeah. like old like an I don't know what you'd even call it. Like isn't there old kind of like I don't know. It seems like there's art nouveau enamel stuff that was done. Yeah, you know, I don't, like plates I or I want to start looking at the history of it a little bit more because yeah, I don't know like as I know mostly about like Disney pins and like Olympic pins, you know, like that that was like I know that that's always been like a collector scene, but I know obviously there's the military pins, those enamel pins, then there's stuff I know that has that they found that's been dated back like you know, a few hundred years or thousands of years. Right. I don't know. I think it's always been kind of like a like just flair. People have always just wanted that, <laughs> you know. Ancient flair. Yeah, but, but yeah, and I think like with something like that, like they, I mean, it looks like a plaque when it's like at that size. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What it's but, a, yeah. it's uh, you know, the process of making this stuff. You know how it's all done, right? I mean, how is the, is it like, <clears throat> it's enamel kind of like dropped in these little sections and then do they do they have to bake it or something yeah oh yeah, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like a like it gets fired yeah like they bake it for i think on on a low temperature for like 24 hours or something oh, wow. 
Yeah, and like they fill the they fill the cells with um with with enamel paint that's in a syringe. So they have all their syringes lined up with all the colors, and then they fill right. they have like a little color, you know. So guide. it's a, it's it's enamel paint is what yeah, they're using. Yep. It's enamel paint. Yeah, it's, it's wow. enamel paint, and then they bake it on a like I think like two seventy five because a lot of people also modify pins. So like the factories will share with you how they do it oh, so that okay. you can like. You know, you can, but basically, yeah, when they, you just spray it with enamel paint, bake it, and then you fill it with the enamel paint and then bake it again. And then you can also put the enamel or the epoxy over top of it afterwards. Right, right. So yeah. I, I imagine the, um, the main difficulty is getting the initial metal, you know, etched or reverse yeah. etched plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Do they do it with like a stamping machine or something? They they can, but I think most of it is done um, with. They have. They make molds, and the molds are. um, There's like several of them inside the mold. So then, when they pour the metal into it, it, I think it makes like twelve pins. Oh, so it's it's like lost wax process. Yeah, where where, like like bronze, like how they do bronzes or whatever, and then they chip chip away the hard. Like like they're temporary molds, right? Yeah, the molds, well, they can save the molds. They'll save them for you for up to three years, so they can reuse them. But they, like, I think it's made of, like, rubber or yeah, something. Yeah, but I think I th- with the last lost wax process, this is how they do bronzes. It's like you have your sculpture. They do a rubber mold, right? Yeah. Oh, and, yes, yes, yes. And then they pour wax inside the rubber mold. Rubber mold. Clean that mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Then they have a wax piece. And then they do a plaster mold. Because okay. plaster is like metal will – you can put metal into hot – molten metal in the plaster, whereas I, I think the, the rubber molds, you know, can only take a certain temperature. Then they – then so, so they – I'm sorry. That was dumb of me to say actually rubber molds. They're not rubber because they, they've sent me photos. They are metal molds. Oh, they're metal molds. <laughs> yeah, okay. They are metal okay. Molds, that that makes sense. That Okay. Yeah, they are metal molds, but – they're in like a like they that they're in like a circular. I mean, it's, right. they're different in every factory. But some, one sent us a photo, and it was like in a circular thing. And that one, I that's why I said rubber because that one looked like a right, rubber, right. Mold, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was like in a big circular. Okay, thing. okay. But yeah, but it's like it is a metal mold, and then they pour the metal into the mold and right. then pop them. And then it's, so yeah. it's like injection yeah. injection metal injection molds, kind of. Yeah, and then I think they put them into cold water or something to. I think I think that's how they. I know they dip them like when they do the the rainbow metal. They dip them into like a, oh, you know, yeah. like electro, you know, right, uh, right, plating bath thing. So yeah, so they do like different types of plating and or and then if it's like just a colored plating, they just spray enamel paint onto it and then right. bake that. Yeah, so cool. I love it. Yeah, it is. It's a <laughs> process just watching them. Like, and now they do have a lot of machines that do it too. But, um, but obviously, like the handmade ones are because that the the people who make them are also total craftspeople. I mean, oh, the yeah, yeah. Beauty of what they can do with that, like, I mean, it's pretty amazing because they just do it with a syringe. I but know. They have to fill all those tiny cells, and it, they put not this, get it to bleed over yeah. and not have it too high or too low. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and they're so good at it. I mean, it really is because because I've seen <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen shitty ones where you're just like, oof, yeah, you know, really bad work. But like some of these pins that are being made by these factories now are just like, I mean, it's beautiful craftsmanship. It really is. Right. So, 
I'm always like, I also get super excited when they send me, I'm just like, Oh my God, when they send me the, the final work, you know, cause they really make it look exactly like the art. I oh mean, yeah. Yeah. I know. And I know you, you're really, you've been a stickler for finding the best factories that can yes. do all this crazy custom stuff that you're into, you know, you yeah. know, cause you're always trying to like up the game of the pins and everything. So yeah. I, 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 I always hear, you know, you're telling me, you know, we're doing, we're going with this factory cause they can do this. Yes. And you know, you're always yes, kind of yes. <laughs> searching around. Yeah. We had to experiment. We had to take a lot of risks and there was one factory that we took a chance on that. Oh my God. They really did. Like they botched it so bad. Like the sample the first time. And I was just like, Oh, cause you know, cause that can be bad if you end up going with somebody where you invest a lot of money yeah. and, and then they botch like the whole thing that can be disastrous. Right. So, we, you know, but so, so we always make sure that they can, they send us a sample first so that we see what is going on. And, you know, because we don't want to have an incident. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And cause, and it's like, you got to order a lot up front. So it's a, it's an investment, which is, I think why, a lot of people don't do it. It's not like you could just get one pin made. It's like you have to order large amounts and, you know, it's not cheap. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are starting to be a little bit more lax on that where they will let you order smaller amounts, but they will charge you a lot more. Right, for yeah, 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 yeah. They want to make up for that money a little bit. So right. they will charge a lot more per pin if you're just like, hey, I just want like 25 of these. So it's like not really, you know, unless you're selling those for a lot of money, it's not really worth right, right. investment, you know. But well, then there are some, also some factories that will do it for a, a low price. But, you know, again, quality. Yeah. You know, yeah. You get what you pay for often. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I want to ask you before we go, I I really enjoy talking to you. It's super fun catching up again. Um, mm -hmm. I would, But since you, you know, you, you've, you, you are successful. Uh, I, 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 and a lot of artists, you know, listen to this podcast and a lot of, a lot of, um, up and coming artists or people that are trying to establish their careers or just trying to find a way to go and make a living from their artwork. You know, I think listen to this podcast. And, and so I like to try and, you know, give, ask successful artists for advice, uh, in just general advice. Do you have like general advice you give to younger artists who are just trying to find their way and be successful? Yeah. Let me think about that question. I know there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of different things, but you know, yeah, I mean, your top handful. I definitely or... think the main thing is what we, you kind of touched on it earlier is that when you have the universe tapping on the shoulder, telling you, Hey, people like this, focus on that. Right. You know, don't deny yourself the opportunity to, make money off of doing what you love, you know, don't end up having this. There's a lot of people that I have noticed younger artists who have this kind of attitude where they feel like guilty about making money off of right. their art. And it's it, like, don't feel that way because that's the dream. Like you want to be able to make a living doing what you love. So do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so that's, that's a big issue. Uh, that's a big issue. I've, we, I talk about it all the time. Like it's got this, that has to just stop. Yeah. That has to stop. That needs to be like an old stereotype. Now the idea that, you know, it's like, get over it. This is the way that this is the society we live in. You have to make money at it. If you want to, yeah. if you want to make a living at it, you have to get over that aspect of it and just be like, you know, Absolutely. be okay with it. 
and it is okay. Yeah. And like, and it's not that, you know, money's not bad. It's like assholes with money are bad. Right. Be a good person with money. There right. needs to be more people. There needs to be more good people with money. You want good people to make money. P- good yes. people with money do good things for people. So Absolutely. you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. And if you don't get over that and make money off of the thing that you're making that you love, that people love, some other asshole will. Yep. Because that's like, hey, people love this guy's thing. Right. I'm going to copy this and now I'm going to make money off right. of it. Right. And so, they're not going to do it yeah. as well as you. That, right. You know, so has like, yeah, so for that it. I think is the number one thing. Don't have that attitude of like feeling guilty, like about making money with what you love and listen when, when the opportunity strikes, because I think that's another thing that a lot of people miss. Like, you know, you're just like this thing, this is like, people love this, do this. And they're like, yeah, but I want to, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, but it's like, this is your shot. Like, so yeah, I think that's a, I think that, that those are two big ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. That's great advice. Yes. Um, the, the Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss thing where it's like, Doors will, you know, follow your bliss. Doors will open where they've previously been closed. Those are the doors that open. Those are the little, yeah. the little signposts. Those yes. are the things you need to pay attention to. Yes. You know, yes. And follow them. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. Well, it was so cool talking to you and catching up. It was awesome. Yes, this was really fun. I know. See, I told you. I told you it'd be yes. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I, okay. This yeah. was rap. I'm, I don't think I'm going to probably listen to it because whenever I hear my disembodied voice, I always sound like <laughs> hey, I, a door hey, to I, myself. I, I, by the way, I have this is we're still recording, so I oh, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't listen to the podcast either, ever, unless I have to edit them, because I can't okay. stand the sound of my voice. That's why I'm always, when when I'm doing this, I'm always listening yeah. to make sure it's like, this is all working. Everything seems cool. Okay. Nothing seems okay. awkward. So, because that's why I don't like, the only reason I don't like to edit is because I hate to hear my voice. <laughs> I know. I, you know, and I did do one, like, I did do one, like, appearance, like, on a show, a TV show, like, you know, on that, like, little oh, public yeah, yeah. And that was way better because you hear your voice coming out of your mouth. But when you hear it disembodied, it just sounds so like, oh, yeah, I just yeah. I hear myself. I'm just like, oh, my God, I sound like such a dork. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's painful. It's painful. But, you know, you got to you got to it's one thing you got to get over. Yes, yeah, everyone yes. has to. I, I'm, I'm still on over it. I just know how to cope with it, which is don't listen. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so we, we have to do our sign off when we, okay. what, we, what we do. Uh, oh, we'll put a link in the in the description, but tell us where we can find almost amusing stuff, your artwork. Where where almost do we go? Amusing. Where do we go to find it? Um, just almost amusing dot fun. We got almost amusing dot fun because actually almost amusing dot com was taken by a comedian, uh, which is hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it's almost amusing dot fun, and that's where we've got you know all of our fun pin stuff. And then um, the business itself is run by myself and my partner Brian, who is um, total weirdo on Instagram, and I'm pseudo five on Instagram. So we're the people behind almost amusing. And yeah, so like if you want to check out our personal art there, that's on Instagram. And then almostusing.fun is everything that we've done, you know. Excellent. Collab. Excellent. Yeah, I'll, uh, well, like I said, I'll put it in the description. So, awesome. all right. Well, great talking to you. Now, let's, yes, let's, let's do our sign off where we have to say goodbye to the audience. It's this dumb tradition I started and I can't get out of it. So, we just okay. have to say goodbye, audience. Goodbye, audience. Goodbye, <laughs> audience.